0: Uh, Casey, are you here? I'm here. Hey, Casey. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. Today we're going over more of the Bible. And yeah. of course, I got my uke out because we got a song. It's going to be a rock song, and it's going to be the best rock song on a ukulele that you could possibly ever strum.
1: Yeah. Mm. <laughs>
0: Today, we're going through (laughs) Judges 4 and 5, so make sure you mark that in your Bibles. I know all of you have your Bibles out right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So today, we're going over the story of Debbie. Now, it's not the Debbie you're thinking about with Kavanaugh's dick in her face. It's the (laughs) Debbie of the Bible, okay? Get Kavanaugh's dick out of your head right now. Everybody's thinking about it now.
1: Nobody would have been thinking about it if you hadn't said it.
0: Well, that's why I said it.
1: You also forgot about Brock.
0: Uh, well, I'm getting there. Okay, <laughs> she's she's getting ahead of me. Uh-huh. But apparently the Canaanite undead is going to impre- uh, oppress the Jews this week. This happens after Ben Carson died last week, or well, I guess he dies at the beginning of this week. I don't know how you, ever, however you want to work that out. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the, the Israelites partied like it was fucking 1399 and <laughs> now they need another judge because they're being oppressed by the undead zombies of the Canaanite people. Um, cause you know, we destroyed all those fucks in Joshua obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they needed Debbie. Uh, Debbie, uh, she's not from Lot thirteen in the biblical um, trailer, uh, trailer park, park but uh, she probably she just moved in and she's here to clean shit up. Uh, but interestingly enough, she doesn't get stoned by the Israelite people because she is a, s- a witch. Basically, she's a witch. Don't <laughs> contradict me on this, okay? okay. But but and I guess maybe in order to. Pro- Protect herself. Debbie pairs with Barack Obama. She does the our 44th president.
1: And you know why? Because he is actually from the Middle East to begin he, with. So that's oh, why he was there. Fucking
0: obviously. Um, <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> And then uh, <laughs> apparently a sissy leads an army. Oh God! Um, the Israel, the, it, but but I mean they, he's a sissy, so of course he fails. And like sissies do, he like leaves the his failure, um, and he gets to this one guy who he's friends with, but the friends have this wife whose name is jail or something. Maybe it's like Jade. I don't know. Think of a trailer park name. Jade. I think Jade's a good trailer park name. Anyways, Jade, she pegs the fuck out of this guy. Okay. Sissy gets pegged like the cookie is. (laughs) Uh, And then Debbie and Barack, uh, they write a love song together about this entire exchange. So today is going to be a great day in the Bible. (laughs)
1: That was abysmal. It was not abysmal. (laughs) I I contest that. (laughs) That was all misinformation. (laughs) And nobody should believe any of it.
0: What? What? God damn it. Okay. Fake news. What's up, heathens? How How y'all doing? obviously I fucked up the entire beginning here so um, or the entire the entire story of Deborah Debbie so let's figure out how Debbie's a judge and why this is in the Bible Casey, why don't you correct me
1: so let's start off with what we did last week and that'll kind of get everybody calibrated to where we are right now so if you remember last week um you know we lost well a couple weeks ago we lost um. Joshua and the Israelites, basically, they no longer have a leader and they're to- they're just failing. They're failing. So,
0: Well, I mean, you know, that's what Jews do. Uh,
1: uh, no. <laughs> the, the lawyers would like to say no. Well, that's um, what they do in the wait. Bible. I mean, in the Bible, it's bad. Yeah, in the Bible, it's pretty bad. But in the Bible, they're also Israelites, not Jews. When does the whole Jew thing start? I don't know, but I'll figure it out and we'll talk about it next week. Okay. Okay. Um, so they need leaders. They don't have a leader anymore. So they are getting, they're following other gods. They're being oppressed by other people who supposedly were all dead. So now we have judges. So last week we talked about op- the first three judges and oppression by the, uh, who are the people? The, um, the Moabites, who else did we have? Honey, we had the Moabites and the Mesopotomites and, um, we had Deliverance. The, we had the Philistines. The
0: Philistines is what I was going to say.
1: Yeah. So this week we're going to talk about oppression by Canaanites, um, which to be fair is a much larger group of people. And um, Joshua's forces were never really able to fully take over what was uh, Jezreel um, is what the area was called. It's a north central region Um of, of the area and in the Middle East. Okay. So local Canaanite forces united underneath uh, Jabin and Sisera. Okay. So these are okay. two kings and they are working together. They had, they basically had to because they have to come together to come against the Israelites because they know the Israelites are coming for them. Right.
0: Right. Now, these were not kings that Joshua dispatched with, right? No,
1: no, no, no. no, no. These, this is later.
0: Okay. So, the still,
1: Canaanites
0: were not completely destroyed. No. Like, it was not only the shit givens that were left alive. No. Okay. Gibeonites. Shit givens.
1: Uh huh. So. <laughs> so. This is who we're talking about right now. They, these, these groups of people, these Canaanites were oppressing the Israelites. So after Ahud, if you remember him last time from last week, he was one of the judges that um, delivered the Israelites from the Moabites.
0: Oh yeah. Ben Carson.
1: Eh, A (laughs) hood.
0: Ben Carson.
1: Okay. So once again, they did evil in the eyes of the Lord. Obviously they don't have a leader and they can't handle themselves. So the Lord sold them into the hands of Jabin, the king of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor. The commander of his army was Sisera, who lived in Herosheth, uh, uh, Hagoyim. All right?
0: Hagoyim? Beca-
1: ha- Hagoyim. Hagoyim. Hey, is
0: this the sissy guy I was talking about?
1: Yes, yeah, Sisera. He was a general and under a the king of Canaan, who was Jabin. Oh, okay. Okay, um, so the reason that Jabin wanted to align with um, Sisera is because he commanded nine hundred iron ch- iron chariots. Oh. Okay, so these this is the guy who was had the iron chariots that mm-hmm. God, for whatever reason, couldn't deal with.
0: Well, I mean that's explained in supernatural. So accurate, we talked about that yeah.
1: before. Um, so they had cruelly oppressed the Israelites for twenty years. Okay, these people. So they cry out for help again, right? God, God, save us. We fucked up, save us. We fucked up. We started worshiping this dick jerking religion and (laughs) now we're all fucked. So Deborah, who is a prophetess, uh, the wife of Lepideth, uh, who was leading Israel at the time, okay? That's who we're talking about. She held court under the palm of Deborah uh, between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim. And the Israelites came to her to have their disputes decided. So she was kind of like a, kind of like Judge Judy, mm-hmm. but Judge Deborah. But when we say judge, I don't mean judge like judges, like the judges in the Bible. They were more like leaders. Um, she was like a, like a judicial person. Oh, okay. Okay. She she handled disputes that Israel. Why Israel Why is Israelites she listed
0: had. among the judges then?
1: Well, because she also becomes a, ju-
0: oh, okay, so that right kind of judge. Oh, okay, so right now she's not that kind of judge. Right,
1: right. Okay, but she becomes one. All right. Okay, so that's what she was doing. She was handling disputes between Israelites. Okay, and it says she was a prophetess. Okay, which, frankly, the Israelites are supposed to kill all those motherfuckers.
0: Yeah, the, I mean they don't really like the witchy prophetess kind of thing. I mean, yeah. I mean, like let not, what is it? Let not a witch live or something like that. Yeah.
1: So, so
0: suffer not. I don't know. It talks about suffering.
1: Yeah. So the Lord, uh, the God of Israel, let's see. Oh, sorry, I skipped ahead. She sent for Barak, the son of Abinoam, from Kadesh in Naphtali and said to him, The Lord God of Israel commands you, go take with you 10,000 men of Naphtali and Zebulun and lead the way to Mount Tabor. I will lure I will lure Sisera, commander of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his troops to the Kishon River and give him into your hands. So now all of a sudden God can handle the iron chariots.
0: You think, you think that... Um... You, you think she lured him with like titties or something no, or what do you...
1: No, that was God talking.
0: Oh, God was talking to him. So God... The Lord,
1: the God of Israel commands you.
0: Well, yeah. I but yeah, that she's was...
1: telling him. Yeah, she's, she's telling him that God commanded him. And then she's quoting what God said.
0: Oh, so she's not saying
1: I'm going to lead
0: them. She's no, saying no, no. that God's going to lead them. Yes, so basically, she's, she's
1: quoting God here. So
0: basically imagine like a, a a simulation type situation where God is up there and he's like, all right, you go here with your 10,000 men and I'm going to bring in all these people, and fucking slaughter them.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> like exactly what fucking happened. Fucking
0: kill those guys. Yes.
1: So Barack said to her, if you go with me, I will go. But if you don't go with me, I won't go. Because Barack thought – that, so the prophetess here is talking to God. She's telling him exactly what God has told her. And so he thinks that he's going to be in danger if she doesn't come with them. Okay, so he insists that she go. So she agrees. Um, she says, very well, I will go with you. But because of the way you are going about this, the honor will not be yours. For the Lord will hand Sisera over to a woman. Okay, so she's saying, I will be the next leader, right? Uh, And even though he's leading the army, he won't go without her. So she's calling the shots. All right. So Deborah went with Barak to Kadesh where he summoned Zebulun and Naphtali. 10,000 men followed him and Deborah also went with him. Okay. When they told Sisera uh, that Barak, son of Abinuam, had gone up to Mount Tabor, Sisera gathered together his 900 iron chariots and all the men with him, from Harosheth Hagoyim to the Kishon River. Then Deborah said to Barak, Go, this is the day the Lord has given Sisera into your hands. He is not, has, has not the Lord gone ahead of you? So Barak went down to Mount Tabor, 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 whatever, followed by 10,000 men. At Barak's advance, the Lord routed Sisera and all his chariots and army by the sword, and Sisera abandoned his chariot and fled on foot. Okay, so Sisera is leaving his army.
0: Yeah, the, the sissy does the sissy thing.
1: <laughs> uh, but Barak perused the chariots and armies as far as Herosheth uh, Hagoyim. All the troops by of Sisera fell by the sword, not a man was left. So all of all of his army is dead now, according to this. Sisera, however, fled on foot to the tent of jail. Uh, the wife of Heber the Kenite, because they were there were friendly relations between Jabin, the king of Hazor, and, or Jabin, sorry, Jabin, that's the king that he was working for. Um, and there were friendly relations between Jabin and the clan of Heber the Kenite. Okay, so Jael is Heber's wife. Right. All right. Now, Heber the Kenite had left the other Kenites, the descendants of Habab, Moses's brother-in-law. Mm -hmm. and pitched his tent by the great tree in Zaniam near Kadesh.
0: Pitched his tent.
1: (laughs) Pitched his tent.
0: Oh, man. I pitched a tent this morning.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So, So he left them, all right? So J.L. went out to meet Sisera and said to him, Come, my lord, come right in. Don't be afraid. <laughs> so he entered her tent, and she put a covering over him. I'm thirsty, he said. Please give me some water. She opened a skin of milk, gave him a drink, and covered him up. Stand in the doorway of the tent, he told her. If someone comes by and asks you, is anyone here, say no. But J.L., Heber's wife, picked up a tent peg and hammer and went quietly to him while he lay fast asleep, exhausted. She drove the peg through his temple into the ground and he died.
0: Oh Jesus Christ. When you told me that he that she pegged him, I mean I I thought she like made some kind of like really early strap on and like fucked him in the ass or something.
1: Oh no, no. She put a tent peg through his head and nailed him to the ground.
0: That is not the good kind of pegging. I mean I don't think the other pegging's good either. I don't <laughs> want any of that up my ass, but I'm just saying, like some people enjoy the other one. I don't know who can enjoy that with like a big hole in their head.
1: Well, um, I don't think you're enjoying anything if you've got a tent peg through your head and you're stuck to the ground by your head. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I would like to point out some actual sermony stuff here. Okay. Real quick. Um, because Deborah, at this point, I would say she's kind of been raised up as a judge.
1: Yeah. Can well, can I finish the just this last sec, just this very last verse? Okay. Of the story, and then okay. Um, so Barak came by in pursuit of Sisera and Jael went out to meet him. Come, she said, I will show you the man you're looking for. So he went in with her, and there lay Sisera with the tent peg through his temple, dead. <laughs>
0: And then he said, damn, you savage, bitch. (laughs) Um, So these two chapters right here uh, covering Deborah are often used by uh, Christian preachers and everything like that as like um, strong women in the Bible. Mm -hmm. But as you can tell, like even in this particular one, they have like deceitful women uh, who who are – Agents of deception or whatnot uh, posed in a bad light because you know you got uh jael who takes him in under the auspice that she's going to take care of him or whatnot and mm-hmm. then she turns and on help him. him yeah uh so e- even in this like you have that but they try to paint this as like as like a strong woman but yet is still subjected by men like it's kind of odd how you said earlier that she she said you know, he will not be given over unto unto man. It will be a woman mm-hmm. that will be it. like she will be the judge, not Barack or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of interesting because they actually paint the entire story as a reason why you know women are are subjected to men. Like even in the church, like you like God can use women to do great things, but they're still sub. Uh, subordinate to men. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, they do this in contrast with the New Testament. Uh, they talk about, you know, uh, how whether or not a woman can be used greatly or whatnot, which in in, in, in my opinion, um, it kind of goes against their whole criterion of embarrassment when, with the empty tomb. Mm-hmm. A lot of apologists like to use a cri- that particular criterion to prove that, like, women found the empty tomb in the past. Like, it doesn't matter, like, the differences in the Bible. The fact remains that they wouldn't have written this if it were women because women weren't trustworthy. Mm -hmm. But obviously, in certain circumstances, women are more than trustworthy. I mean, this was a prophetess. Mm -hmm. Somebody that could tell the future and was in direct connection with God, you know, and I, I, I would say that the same of the women that are prominent in Jesus's life, they were important to God himself. Uh, like in one of them was uh, Mary Magdalene, who uh, Jesus supposedly saved or whatnot, or, mm-hmm. you know, saved from prostitution or saved from that crowd, uh, which is actually a, that entire, you know, the entire, um, uh, you know, uh, stoning thing that Mary goes through that Jesus saves her from. Mm-hmm complete later interpolation.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so that, that didn't, that wasn't originally in the text, but anyways, um, but it's just this whole idea that there's a structure to like the family unit or to like women in society in general. And they, they still find ways to use this story as not that, Oh, women are powerful, independent, and, you know, they're badass or whatnot. They still use it to be like, yeah, they're badass, but only because of men.
1: Well, yeah, they <laughs> couldn't have done anything without the men. Right. Which, to be fair, like, JL did. I mean, she didn't need no help. No, no, no. no. <laughs> with true. The, with the hammer and the ten peg.
0: <laughs> well, true. But I think that's a really big uh, contrast there because in the story, like, uh, Deborah isn't powerful enough or, or anything like that, or isn't worthy enough or whatnot to lead it herself. She has to get Barack to do it. Well,
1: because she doesn't have armies. So that's not what well, she does. Well, yeah, right.
0: Exactly. She's mm-hmm. not powerful enough. She has to use a man mm-hmm. in order to do things. But the woman by herself, was deceptive and yep. you know lies and all this other stuff. Yeah, it. it, it I, I would say that this story is still very much an anti-woman and how women need men in order to do things. Yeah. But anyways, sorry, It's well, enough. I of wonder this sort if she was.
1: I wonder if like J.L. was like kind of mad because her husband uh, had left. Like her husband had left to go live someplace else. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's probably she was probably hell hath no fury right. I mean, she was probably mad because this guy, um, Cicera, was friends with her husband mm-hmm. who left to go live someplace else. So she well, killed yeah. him.
0: Well, I yeah, but why wouldn't you just fuck the guy instead of... <laughs> like, I don't know.
1: But, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he wasn't interested.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyways. Uh, but yeah, so now uh, what's next?
1: Okay, so... On that day, God subdued Jabin, the Canaanite king, before the Israelites, and handed, And the hand of the Israelites grew stronger and stronger against Jabin, the Canaanite king, until they destroyed him.
0: I like how detailed they get about how they destroyed him. Yeah. Any king that gets destroyed, like there's not a lot, like except for what Joshua's conquest. That like they were like, yeah, they did all this military stuff, and then they fucking crucified him on a tree, and <laughs> you know. But here it's just, oh, they gained strength and they killed him.
1: They destroyed him. Yeah. <laughs> um. So on that day, uh, Deborah and Barak uh, sang a song.
0: This is a song of Deborah and Barack. Deborah and Barack, they joined forces against Jay Bin and fucked him up, and that's the entire bit of the song. It recounts everything that we just went over. Then they fucked the end.
1: Okay. Well, it kind that of was, is. It, it, that was that was beautiful. It uh, was, honey. Um, there's really nothing about them fucking in here. Um, uh,
0: well, I mean, you gotta. I mean, they probably did.
1: Well, we don't know.
0: You think I could? I can imagine one of Deborah's pickup lines for Brock, like, "I imagine wood deep inside me later." <laughs> <laughs> Barack's like, "Oh well, fuck yes. Uh, do I need to make a speech or something? I'll do it." <laughs>
1: So they kind of do recount the story, but they add some details and things. So we're going to run through it. It doesn't take very long. Um, Okay. So when the princes in Israel take the lead, when the people willingly offer themselves, praise the Lord. Hear this, you kings. Listen, you rulers. I will sing to the Lord. I will sing. I will make music to the Lord, the God of Israel. O Lord, when you went out from Seir... When you marched from the land of Edom, the earth shook, the heavens poured, the clouds poured down water, the mountains quaked before the Lord, the one of Sinai, before the Lord, God of Israel. Oh, the Lord. In the days of Shamgar, son of Anath. Oh, we, look. Shamgar gets another mention. Remember that was the guy who came to deliver the Israelites and got one fucking verse?
0: Yeah. <laughs> All
1: right. In the days of jail, the roads were abandoned. Well, I wouldn't want to go to her fucking tent, would you? Nope. Mm-hmm. nope. Travelers took to the winding paths. Village life in Israel ceased. Ceased until I, Deborah, arose, arose a mother in Israel. When they chose new gods, war came to the city gates. Not a shield or spear was seen among 40,000 in Israel. My heart is with Israel's princes, within the willing volunteers among the people. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord! <laughs> you who rode on white donkeys, sitting on your saddle blankets, and you who walk along the road, consider the voice of the singers at the watering places. They recite the righteous acts of the Lord, the righteous acts of His warriors in Israel. Then the people of the Lord went down to the city gates, Wake up, wake up, Deborah, wake up, wake up, wake up, break out in song. Arise, Barak, take your captives, your captives, O son of Abinoam. White jackasses
0: rule the world.
1: Then the the men who were left came down to the nobles. The people of the Lord came to me with the mighty. Uh, Some came from the Ephraim, whose roots were Amalek. Benjamin was with the people who followed you. From Machir, captains came down, from Zebulun, those who bear a commander's staff. The princes of Ishar were with Deborah. Yes, Ishar was with Barak, rushing after him into the valley. In the districts of Reuben there was much searching of heart. Why did you stay among the campfires? We hear whistling for the, or to hear the whistling for the flocks? In the districts of Reuben there was much searching of heart. Gilead stayed beyond the Jordan, and Dan, why did he linger by the ships? Asher remained on the coast and stayed in his coves. The people of Zebulun risked their very lives. So did Nef- Naphtali on the heights of the field. Dan, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I think it's interesting that at this part, they're like calling out the different tribes of Israel that didn't fucking come to hell. <laughs> <laughs> kings came, they fought, and the kings of Canaan fought at Tanik by the waters in Megiddo, but they carried off no silver, no plunder from no silver, no plunder from the heavens. The stars fought from their courses. They fought against Sisera. The river Kishon swept them away. The age old river, the river Kishon march on my soul. Be strong. Then thundered the horses hooves galloping, galloping. Go his mighty steeds. Curse Morose, the angel of the Lord, curse its people bitterly because they did not come to help the Lord, to help the Lord against the mighty. How the fuck do stars fight? <laughs> most blessed of women be Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite, most blessed of tent dwelling women. He asked for water and she gave him milk. In a bowl fit for nobles, she brought him curdled milk. Oh, gross. Her hand reached for the tent peg, her right hand for the workman's hammer. She struck Sisera, she crushed his head, she shattered and pierced his temple. At her feet he sank, he fell, and there he lay. At her feet he sank, he fell. Where he sank, there he fell, dead. That fuck died for sure! Through the window peered Cicera's mother. Behind the lattice she cried out, Why is his chariot so long in coming? Why why is the clatter of his chariots delayed? The wisest of her ladies answered her. Indeed, she keeps saying to herself, Are they not finding... And dividing the spoils, a girl or two for each man. Why was the the carriage all coming? I want to know that answer too. Because they had a girl or two for each man. That answers it. Colorful garments as plunder for Cicera. Colorful garments embroidered. Highly embroidered garments for my neck. All this as plunder? Fuck those garments. (laughs) So may all your enemies perish, O oh Lord, but they may, who love you, be like the sun when it rises in its strength. The sun is very strong, don't fuck with the sun or I'll fuck with you. Then the land had peace for 40 years. Peace, y'all, peace, y'all, we got some peace, y'all. That, that last line wasn't part of the song. It is now. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the song. Um, it's I'm very sure
0: I'm sure you guys love my singing. Thank yeah. you so much for tuning in for the singing.
1: I think it was beautiful. So you ready to hear? That's it for this week. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to hear what we're doing next week?
0: Definitely. What are we doing next week?
1: Next week we are talking about Gideon and his son. We're doing oppression by the Midianites. Um, and God calling Gideon and like on a cell phone. Uh, no. <laughs> he's gonna do it he's gonna do it like he normally does by angel of the lord
0: oh of course
1: yeah <laughs> um then we're gonna actually talk about Joseph who saves gideon and then they're gonna go to battle uh this is a this is a pretty long story about gideon to, next week is all pretty much about gideon the they do beat back the midianites uh kill some princes anyway that's what we're gonna do next week and they okay. actually split the story up, this this particular story about Gideon, uh, Gideon and, the, and the Midianites, yeah. into two weeks. So okay, uh, the Midianite kings will be taken the week after that, and then they'll talk about Israel at peace and Gideon dying and all that. So that's where we're going.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that seems quite interesting. Can't yeah. wait to talk about Gideon and the Midianites. Mm-hmm. That seems to rhyme, Gideon, Midianites.
1: Yeah, too bad there's <laughs> not a song next week.
0: Damn. I know. Y'all can't enjoy my singing. (laughs) Well, heathens, that's all that we got for today. I hope that you will smash that like button. Also, leave us comments down below. Let us know, you know, what you thought about this particular episode. And um, subscribe if you like this kind of content. Of course, subscribe.
1: Yes, and don't forget to stand up and use your voice.
0: Bye, heathens.
1: Bye, y'all.